Hi, this is Jean Craig, the Editor-in-Chief of Soundings. In this podcast episode, I'll share a good seamanship story with you. It was written by Captain Peter Fredrickson, who has learned the hard way that it's critical for a boat operator to fine-tune his or her lookout skills. One Saturday morning in July, I cleared Manasquan Inlet in New Jersey, only to be swallowed in a wall of fog just past the sea buoy. My radar gave me a good view, so I headed offshore to get away from all of the bottom fishing boats that were behind me. I don't like fishing in a fleet, and I figured I could work some of my hot spots without having to worry about all of the weekend warriors in my wake. When I arrived at a good location, my crew got to work coaxing Fluke to take interest in hooks that were sweetened with fresh smelt and squid strip combos. The fog was still present and had blanketed the sound around us. With the Caterpillar diesels turned off and the Northern Lights gen set gently hissing out its exhaust, the cockpit was quiet. Then suddenly, piercing the fog like a punch to the heart, the low whine of an engine and water splashing from a bow became apparent. From the helm on the bridge, I turned my eyes toward the direction of the noise. I blew my horn, even though I didn't see a blip on the radar. Less than a minute later, a 22-foot boat appeared at my stern. It was close enough for me to read the four-inch tall registration numbers on its bow. The boat's operator then swerved away, passing not 50 feet from our rod tips. But he never slowed down. The boat just kept going until it disappeared into the cloying haze. In the fog, sharp lookout skills can serve a boat operator well, but you can't learn how to be an effective lookout by taking a safe boating course. Time on the water is the only way to practice and understand the importance of situational awareness. Just an hour after that 22-footer disappeared, the breeze picked up, the fog blew away, and the ocean was simply beautiful. The fluke were hungry. I found a gully in the sand with my sounder, where the flatfish were holding court and kept returning to that spot, drifting over it time and again while the crew worked to catch the tasty doormats. In the distance to the north, I noted that a dark blue Hinkley sailboat was under power and heading my way. My drift and his course were becoming friendly, and it was obvious to me he was going to run right into my boat unless he changed his heading, or I moved. When the sailboat was 100 yards away, I was convinced it was on autopilot or the operator was asleep. I called out on VHF channels 16 and 68, but never heard a reply. When the boat was 50 yards away, it swerved slightly inshore. And as it passed, I could see the operator seated in the cockpit with his hands on his newspaper, not on the wheel. On that day, I took seriously my responsibilities as a lookout. As a result, we had a great time on the water. However, there could have been a grossly different outcome had I not been attentive. I fish solo a lot, which means I serve as boat operator, angler, and lookout at the same time. But I also run slower when I am alone because of the added responsibilities. One day, while out fishing for black sea bass from my small boat, I was anchored when I saw a large party fishing boat about a half a mile away steaming directly toward me. I reeled in my line, started my outboard, and pulled the anchor to move out of his way. The wash from the party boat's stern went right over where I had been fishing just minutes before. Tonnage prevails in many instances, rules and regulations notwithstanding, so I was not about to argue that I was there first. 
Once again, I had no way of knowing whether that operator was paying attention or running his boat on autopilot. I just knew the smart drill was to move. The truth is, you never know what another boater may be thinking, if anything at all. That's why you need to rely on yourself as the lookout for the safety of your crew and your boat. This is particularly true when boating in a busy fairway or narrow channel. Navigation rules remind you to stay to the right so your starboard side is closest to the edge of the channel, but things can get confusing if the channel is wide and several boats can pass through the thoroughfare at the same time. Here, your challenge is to follow the boat ahead of you or pass it while reminding your passengers to hold on as you negotiate the roll in the wakes. But today it is becoming more common to be overtaken by fast boats operated by skippers who drive their vessels more like they drive their cars. And for that reason, keeping a careful lookout is more important than ever before. It's just dangerous to change your course or drift off your heading without first looking behind you to confirm another boat is not hell-bent on catching up to you. A good lookout does more than just keep his eyes on boat traffic. When I used to deliver boats to Florida, I taught my crew skills that could make the trip as uneventful as possible. On the ICW, I pointed out the need to be aware of the various channel markers and how skinny water can be anywhere, including in the channel, if shoaling was possible. I wanted an extra set of eyes not only to watch for boats and buoys, but also to notice when a channel marker was missing. I urged crew to watch out for fish trap buoys floating near or in the channel and to understand that a small branch sticking out of the water could be attached to a prop-bending submerged tree trunk. When we docked each evening at an unfamiliar marina, the crew and I would look for burrs on pilings or other ragged metal that could scar the boat's hull side when we pulled into the slip. Taking on fuel and filling the freshwater tank were critical processes that were not to be rushed. On the ocean legs, which could run eight to 10 hours, I required crew to do checks every half hour in the cockpit, the lazarette, the engine room, and below decks. This rule was for our safety and also to reduce crew boredom. According to a report I read recently that was produced by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, carelessness and inattention are the leading causes of boating accidents in Florida. I believe this statistic rings true in many other locations. For that reason, it's important to keep a competent lookout on your boat. That's just the smart way to keep from becoming a statistic. <music>